sorting through emotions uh, and your thoughts, uh, you go to a counselor who along the way in their education has sorted through their own. If you don't even know where to start with managing your money or with putting a budget together, you might listen to Dave Ramsey. After all, he was a millionaire, lost it all, and now is a multi-millionaire. If you need tax help at this time of the year, you go to somebody who's been trained in that and has some experience. What if the kids are making you crazy? It's nice to talk to a mom who's been through all of that and has come out the other side. In times of need, we search out that person who understands and who can help us. What a help it is to have somebody who has been there and done that. This is also true when it comes to something far more important than any of those things. The words of God that come to us from Hebrews chapter 4 direct us to look at Jesus, to think about his life, and to find help that comes only from him. There's comfort in knowing that Jesus can help us, in particular when it comes to being tempted. For that reason, we are urged to go to Jesus when tempted. We don't know who wrote the letter to the Hebrews, but obviously it was someone uh, who knew the Old Testament very, very well. And the same was true uh, for the people that he wrote to. Those who received that letter were in the process of abandoning Christ and forgiveness and salvation through him. Instead, they were returning to the laws and the ways of the Old Testament, which were really only designed to point forward to the Savior and to allow people to see Jesus as that Savior. This helps us to understand why Jesus is referred to here as the great high priest. Throughout this letter, the author talks about important things from the Old Testament and then shares why Jesus is better than all of those things. For instance, Jesus is superior to Moses. He's better than the sacrifices made under the law. He's a better priest. And this is how. The priests had to make sacrifices for the sins of the people and for their sins. And they made those sacrifices day after day, year after year. But Jesus is better than all of that. He is the one, the priest, who offered the ultimate sacrifice for sin. He's also the ultimate sacrifice for sin. The, the perfect priest, the perfect sacrifice. This is why he's called here the great high priest. Jesus spent his entire earthly life defeating every temptation that was thrown at him by Satan and by sinful people. At the end of all of that, he offered himself on the cross as the sacrifice for sin. The sacrifice was perfect because his life was perfect. Then he defeated death. After his resurrection, he ascended into heaven. Or as it says here, he has gone through the heavens. And now Jesus, the Son of God, sits on his heavenly throne. That all sounds like what we say in the creeds, doesn't it? 
we typically speak together one of those confessions on Sundays as they focus on the life and the death and the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus our Savior. The encouragement in these words is that we continue to hold on to our confession about Jesus. The reason to hold on to Jesus and all that we know about him as the Savior is that he is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Is he, though? The perfect Son of God looks down at sinful me and has compassion during my everyday fight to do what God wants. That seems like a stretch. But it's the truth. And here's why. Jesus was tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. The same kind of temptations that we face called out to his human nature. Jesus is true God, but the Bible also teaches that he is also true man or or truly human. He had to defeat those temptations as a human being. Simply turning those temptations over to his divinity would have completely eliminated the struggle. That wouldn't have been worth anything in paying for sin. Jesus brushing off temptation as true God, who cannot do evil, is not the same thing as him enduring temptation and defeating it as true man, because we cannot. In the gospel for today, we heard about the temptations that Satan threw at him as he began his public ministry. Throughout his life, he was exposed to all the types of temptations that come our way. So Jesus knows all the points that are poked at by Satan, all of the the vulnerable places of human weakness. As true man, Jesus felt Satan pushing on those Yet he did not sin by giving in to those temptations. For example, Jesus got hungry, but he never stole food from anyone to feed himself. Powerful people mistreated him, like the religious leaders, like the Roman soldiers, but he didn't strike back at them in revenge. He got tired, but he didn't sleep in and ignore God's command to worship. There were attractive women around, but he didn't lust after them. He had no actual home, but he didn't covet the homes that he visited, like the homes of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, or Zacchaeus. He and his disciples had money to support the group, but he wasn't greedy for it, like Judas was. He was truly greater than everyone else, but He didn't give in to feelings of of sinful, selfish pride like the Pharisees did. On and on we could go. But the point is he knows the feeling of temptation to do all of those things that I mentioned and more. He knows the draw toward them. He didn't have Satan just working on him unseen in the background, in the spiritual realm like you and I have He actually went face to face with Satan. He knows. And he understands. 
He's been there and he's done that. And we're told that he sympathizes with us. He feels for us because he knows what it's like to be human, to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable to discomforts and illness and death and, and to be vulnerable to the temptations to reject what God says and rebel against him. And don't we have to admit that Jesus' temptations were even more severe than ours? He knew that he was facing an unspeakable torture and a horrible death. Wouldn't the temptation be strong to run from it? Or to just annihilate those who are planning to carry it out? Wouldn't we run from that gruesome torture of the cross instead of running toward it? We can't comprehend the temptation to avoid it or to make it all stop while in the middle of it. The crushing weight of the world's sin as he hung dying is a feeling we'll never know. But Jesus knows all those temptations and he knows all of ours too. But the difference between him and us is that he crushed every temptation. He didn't listen to Satan, and he didn't sin. This means something for you and me. That's why it says, so. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. So, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God's people are invited to go to Jesus. We can walk right up to Jesus as he sits on his heavenly throne and ask him for mercy, punishment for our sins withheld, and for grace, Undeserved love extended to us. We can do that. We can, we can go right to him. Yes. And not timidly either. It says we're to go confidently. Humble and repentant, yes. But not timid. This is holy boldness. One of the most pressing times that we need his sympathizing ear and his experience and his love and his strength is when we're tempted. And we should take sin, temptation to sin, so seriously that we go running to Christ. Those first Christians were tempted to let go of their Savior for something else. When we see that, we're urged not to lose our grip on Jesus. Because we're kind of the same, aren't we? Isn't there an ever-present danger to, to lose our grip on Christ? To trade him for something else? That's really what we do when we give in to temptation. We choose something sinful instead of choosing to live for the one who lived and died for us. Jesus' victory over temptation has been credited to you for your salvation. Why would you trade him for something else? Why would you trade him for body-damaging drugs or activities that, that constantly keep you away from worship? 
or that drink you know you can't take, or filthy speech, or an angry mind, or lustful activities, or misuse of your money, or whatever else tempts you. There is a way to deal with all of this. I mean, you can try handling it on your own, but I think we all know how that turns out. Instead of giving in to temptations that are calling out to you or taking the battle on your, on, your, on your own, it says to approach the throne of grace with confidence so that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The moment of temptation is a time of need. In that moment, we call out to Jesus asking him to help us. We look to him on his throne of grace and we ask for his compassion and his love and his strength in that moment. We count on the one who stood his ground when tempted so that we can stand firm and win the battle too. And there are plenty of times when we win these battles with Christ's help, in the same way that David defeated Goliath with the Lord at his side. But you know as well as I do that in that moment of live for God or live for self, our sinful nature sometimes fights not the temptation, but Christ. And, of course, there are plenty of times when we don't even think of Jesus. We simply embrace the temptation and embrace the sin. And then, when the spiritual battle's dust settles, we sit defeated, filled with regret and pain and sadness. At this critical moment, this time of need, we need to return to his throne of grace. We go with hearts of faith and we go in true repentance, confident that Jesus will withhold punishment from us and will extend to us his undeserved love. We look for forgiveness, and that's what Jesus gives to us. Christians being tempted to pull away from Jesus who need to be reminded that Jesus understands them and will help and forgive them. It's not just the Hebrews, my friends. That's you and me, too. God would have us find comfort in knowing that Jesus crushed temptation and sin and Satan. He's been through it all, and he has handled it perfectly for our forgiveness and salvation. Who better to go to when we need help handling temptation Jesus is the one. He's the one we go to when tempted. Amen.